0: Several years ago, I attended a workshop that Mark Wiskop presented. I remember him vividly because the topic was billed as improving your communication skills. And I had a bee in my bonnet and decided I didn't need to improve my communication skills. I am, after all, a professional communicator. But my business mentor forced me to go, perhaps he was trying to tell me something? And I begrudgingly did so. For the first hour, I was a little jerk. I sat there with my arms crossed and I asked questions just to antagonize him, but he knew what I was doing and he was a consummate professional as he put me in my place. It ended up being one of the most engaging and interesting workshops I've ever attended. I will never forget his overarching message. You never know who you'll run into at any point in your life, so behave appropriately. In the middle of the workshop, he had a man in the middle of the room stand up. He introduced him, saying they had just met that very morning, and then asked him to tell the story. On his way to the workshop that morning, Mark and this attendee were both at Starbucks. Mark held the door open for the man and then got in line behind him. They did the typical waiting in line small talk. After they got their orders, they went their separate ways. Imagine their surprise then when they ran into one another at the hotel where the workshop was being held. Mark used that as a way to illustrate that you never ever know who you might run into, who they might know, or in a completely different situation, what bridges you might burn. Imagine if Mark had been grouchy or slammed the door in the guy's face or cut in line or any other seemingly rude thing. It could have ended very badly for him as the day speaker. It's a small, small world, which isn't famous just because Walt Disney said so. And this is what we're going to discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. When I started dating my husband, I noticed something about his 20-year-old self that I hadn't ever noticed in any of my other friends. Truthfully, I'm not sure I behaved this way back then either. No matter where we were or the other humans we interacted with, he looked every one of them in the eye. I remember being at dinner with him in the early days and watching him as he looked the busboy in the eye and said thank you as he filled his water glass, brought him a drop forked, and cleared away our dishes. I was so impressed by this behavior that I'm pretty sure that was my first indication that I was falling in love with this tall, gangly boy. To this day, Kelly Dietrich is one of the most charismatic, interesting people you will ever come across. He may not ever remember your name. He's really bad at that, <laughs> but he will make you feel like you're the only person in the entire room. I'm 99.99999% certain he has never, ever burned a bridge. And that's because even when people <coughs> cough Republicans, <coughs> Vehemently disagree with him, they still feel special. I believe there is a rule for this kind of behavior. In fact, it's golden. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Mark Wisco demonstrated this when he chatted with the man in the line at Starbucks, only to discover later he was one of the workshop attendees. Mister D does this with every human he interacts with. He always says, "You just never know." Charles Sykes, the author of Fifty Rules Kids Won't Learn in School, famously said. Be nice to the nerds. Chances are you may end up working for them. This quote, by the way, is often attributed to Bill Gates, but he didn't actually say it. It was Charles Sykes. This was used to explain how the geeks and the nerds are the ones who are starting to shape markets for new products and services. But if we revert back to high school, they were always the ones who were picked on. I know I was one of them and I did not have a fun high school experience. I guess this is why I'm always surprised when someone behaves badly in the professional world, burns a bridge, or lashes out at someone they think can't help them. The golden rule exists for a reason, and sometimes the older we get, the more often we forget about it. In just a minute, I'll be back to talk about what happens when you don't live the golden rule, especially in business. Hold tight. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrack.co slash to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrack.co slash spin sucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the Peso Model Certification is for you. Step up your game. With an academically accredited Payson Model certification from SpinSucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University, learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com/academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on Academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. I'm going to preface this by saying that I know SpinSucks is not even on the same planet as the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. It's a blog. Not some gigantic media outlet that influences the opinions of millions of people. But I also know we have enough influence that communicators think it's a big deal to be published or mentioned by us. They also know that our domain authority is high enough that if they get a link from us, it helps their SEO in a significant way. Because of that, the amount of pitches we get is shocking. Most of them are terrible and we just don't respond. I learned early on that the moment you engage, it becomes an online argument, and they try to talk you into running their content or into giving them topic ideas or giving them feedback to improve. And as much as I would love to do that, it would easily become a full-time job for two or more people with zero return on investment. So we ignore most of it. But every once in a while, we get an excellent pitch or we're introduced to a communicator by a friend or someone in the Sucks community, and we happily work with them. But just like the bad pitches and utter crap we receive in our inbox, if your pitch is great and the content stinks, we'll turn it down. We may let you edit and improve the writing and agree to run the piece at a later time, but that work is up to the content producer, not us. We have some pretty specific guidelines that are posted on the website, so we figure if you can't follow those, we can't hold your hand. It might sound a bit harsh, but I'm a people pleaser and I want everyone to be happy. Because of that, I've had to learn over and over and over and over and over again that if I spend time trying to keep a communicator happy who is pitching us and wanting to use our platform, I'm the one who loses every single time. This comes back to the golden rule in a minute. Bear with me. A few weeks ago, we agreed to run some content for a communicator we worked with before. The article submitted previously was great, followed our guidelines, and this person was easy to work with. It was a no-brainer to work with them again. But when we got the second piece of content, it was pretty bad. It was not well-written. It was haphazardly put together. It explored several different themes in a thousand words, and it passive-aggressively linked to two articles I had written, things this person didn't agree with and was not shy about saying so. Totally fine. My opinion is not the way for all. But this person wanted the article to run on my blog. Sort of not the way to get it placed, nor the way to win friends and influence others. I let it sit, and then I very politely sent them a very friendly email the next morning and explained all of the reasons we weren't going to run it. I said that we would be happy to work with them again, but the next open date we have isn't until May. It's nuts, y'all. This person emailed me back and gaslighted me. They told me all of the reasons it was my fault their article sucked. They asked why we have a deadline a week in advance of publication if it's not to give the author time to make edits. It's actually because there's actual work that goes into publishing content, not to work with the writer for a week to get it right. That's why. So I ignored that email and then they emailed me again and it got worse. This happened six, six times. Every time I got another email, I would think to myself, am I just being overly sensitive? And so I would ask a trusted colleague if that's what the case was, or if I was reading it incorrectly, everyone agreed it was going from bad to worse, but it gets even worse. Remember how Mark Wiscop had no idea the man standing in front of him at Starbucks was going to end up in his life 30 minutes later at the workshop he was giving? It ended really well for Mark, but had he forgotten his manners or if he was having a bad morning and he took it out on that stranger or myriad reasons he may have forgotten the golden rule, it could have bit him in the butt and made for a really uncomfortable day for him. Fast forward to a conversation I was having with a friend who's the chief marketing officer at one of the PR industry vendor companies. He told me his agency said they have a monthly column with SpoonSucks and that they'd reached an agreement with us to run client content as part of their column. We were on Zoom and I looked at him and I said, what? So he repeated himself more slowly that time. I told him that that was categorically false. We've never had monthly contributors and I would never reach an agreement to let someone show their clients every month no matter how great a partner they may be. Heck, we don't even shill our own clients. I asked who the agency is, and he said the name of the company that this person who came after me owns. I nearly fell out of my chair. Even after being treated as badly as I had been, I didn't want to get them in trouble because, you know, people pleaser. Let's go all the way over that line, Jen. So I said, we don't have monthly contributors and that this person had written for us one time and we had tried a second time, but it was a bad experience. I said that we would be happy to entertain content from my friend's business, but not every month and not guaranteed. I also said that based on the lies his agency had told my friend about the relationship with us and how I had been treated, we would never, ever, ever work with them. I told him if he wants content on SpinSucks to come directly to me when they're working on something they thought we'd be interested in. This is a very long story to illustrate the importance of always maintaining professional decorum. Sure, we're not some huge media outlet, but in the communications industry, we're pretty well connected. And even if we don't know someone, they almost always know us. It's a small world as it is, and this industry is even smaller. It could have ended much differently had this person been kind to me or even taken the wheel on their own, looked up our guidelines again, revised the piece, and resubmitted it. Had they taken the Mark Wiskup approach, it's likely we would still work with this agency and certainly entertain some of the work they do for clients. I believe it was Maya Angelou who said, I've learned that people forget what you said. People will forget what you did. but People will never, ever forget how you made them feel. It's a small world after all. Be nice to the nerds and the geeks. Always be professional. Never burn a bridge and always live by the golden rule. And if you're not already part of the amazing and free Spin Sucks community, and you'd like to join us in conversations like this, you can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review.